Guten Tag from Barcelona. This is the Alexa European Marketing Flash Briefing. Welcome to the third episode of Season 3. And this time, we thought it would be nice to give a special shout-out to our listeners in Germany. Thanks for following us so faithfully. Danke. Sehr gut, Kerry. Very nice. Nice touch. You know, I lived for many years in Munich and in Hamburg as well. It's fun to practice. It's also possible that many of our listeners are unaware of our presence in Germany. In Berlin, in fact. That's right, Kerry. We share the honor, actually, of being co-founders of the Affinita Network with Uhura, a digital pioneer in the German capital. So a very special hallo to Kai and his team there. As a matter of fact, the Affinita German agency is very data-driven, real experts at pulling actionable insights together from tons of big data. I think they'll enjoy our interview today with David. I think it's also a perfect continuation of the conversation we had in the February episode about smart data. Would I be right in assuming that George, our beloved geek, will also participate? (laughs) You are too fast for me, Carrie. How did you know? Besides, we've got Anna and Leslie on vacation for Easter. Henry, too. Could you tell us a bit about our guest? I understand he is a real expert in the digital media space here in Spain. Yes, he really is. David Laoth has accompanied the digital revolution since the early days of the Internet on an international level. With more than 23 years of experience, he has participated in all of those big changes in the front row with advertising agencies, creators of digital products, digital media sales, and large media centers. So today, this practical knowledge and his extensive experience allow him to give all of us a pragmatic vision of this new landscape of smart media, highly segmented and programmed. The following content is brought to you by Derby Hotels Collection, European luxury hotels. Enjoy a special 10% discount in London, Barcelona, and Madrid with the code BVAlexa at derryhotels.com. David, thanks so much for your time. You know, as we prepared this segment, my team commented to me that digital media seemed very dense, scary even. Perhaps this is why not all campaigns work for brands. In your experience, which is considerable, What are the most common mistakes we make when planning, buying, and managing media campaigns? The main mistake made when running paid advertising campaigns is working in silos. Digital media are very complex, and to be the most efficient and effective, we must understand actions as ecosystems. Working all teams, strategy, creativity, and media together from the beginning is vital. We must all be aligned with the objectives. Define key points, indicators, and tools to measure it. The definition of our target audience. Which devices, platforms, and formats are aligned with the objectives of the campaign. Usually, the media teams work on the campaign at the end of the work process, limiting the richness of planning and the potential for success. David, this is George, part of the voice services team here in the agency. I think you have truly hit the nail on the head. And you're right, the media teams need to be involved from the very beginning. Good point, George. Those departmental org charts, organigramma, as we call them here in Spain, still have far too much power. Spot on. 
A big part of a company's digital transformation, without a doubt, is a complete reorganization that is transversal, instead of top-down. One thing I would add is that such transversal teams will be especially effective as they abandon those hermetic silos, as long as they are customer-centric, of course. I could not agree more, Carrie. That's our focus here in the agency. Actually, we go one step further with our ever-present obsession on identifying the most profitable customer and then getting to know him deeply. David, this is a perfect bridge to my next question. Now that we know how to avoid typical mistakes, what is the most strategic and cost-effective way to achieve optimal results? You know, awareness, notoriety, conversions, purchases, loyalty, etc. All kinds of brand communication are competing for a precious resource, the attention of people. Therefore, we must be as relevant as possible. It can only be achieved by thinking in the context of the consumer. The segmentation capacity of digital media through data is very high. And if we clearly define the consumer context, then we will send the correct message in the correct place and at the right moment to maximize the success of the action. Please pardon my interruption, but how exactly can we define the ideal consumer context, as you call it? The context is will be defining various ingredients. And what point in the funnel is the consumer? His vital moment, understand what interests them and what kind of messages will be relevant to them. And of course, in which devices, platforms and formats are more appropriate send these messages. The media plan must be cooked with all these elements to be the most relevant as possible and generate the desired engagement. David, I really liked your soup analogy just now, especially as we're getting near lunch over here. <laughs> But seriously, and speaking of ingredients, you are really talking about an expert knowledge of your best customers and consumers that goes far beyond just seeing them as mere data points. That paints a picture for me. Digital media strategists are somewhat like Michelin chefs, equipped with a deep expertise about these users, not only in terms of behavioral data, but also with other ingredients, such as more subjective knowledge, their favorite media channels, geographic identity, interests, and so forth. I think David's speaking about what we call digital lifestyle, a core strategic insight we've followed for years in Barcelona Virtual. In fact, I've put your article about that up on the blog post related to this episode, boss. Great idea, George. Thanks. And uh, yes, David knows this concept quite well. <laughs> As one of our senior specialists in our innovation lab, that comes up in most of our consulting projects. Paul, before you go on to the next question, I'd also like to mention another interesting resource we've included in the program notes on the blog. It's a chart in which Salesforce research shows how many new channels are being explored by advertisers. As we enter this third decade of the 21st century, brands are finding spaces for their messages on smart TVs, AI voice bots such as Alexa, wearable devices, and even right inside of VR, as well as augmented reality experiences. That's very relevant, Kerry. Furthermore, I don't quite know what's going on today, but that's the second time you have anticipated my questions for our guest. Well, David, it looks like we have a mind reader on our voice services team here. 
But uh, be that as it may, as you can see, the evolution of smart media continues to fascinate me and I think most of our listeners. And as you know, I have often said that you were a, a sort of time traveler, just like I am. So could you tell us a little more about your most recent travels to the future? I do know that you just came back, quote unquote, from 2028. <laughs> So what kind of advertising did you see there? I'd uh, imagine it might be predictive, like in Minority Report, hopefully ethical, and perhaps even holographic. Well, on my last trip to the future, I have not seen holograms. What I have believed to see is a greater respect for the privacy, transparency in the use of personal data, and more control in where and how advertising impact people and business models in which the consumer benefits from being impacted by relevant advertising with reductions in the carbon footprint of the use of digital media. Grand. It's good to know that our cookie conundrum will be solved. And a relief that GDPR might be a bit less tiresome in the future as well. I've also seen a worrying monopoly in the advertising market by a handful of global companies. And that trend is bad for brands, but also for all of us, because it limits our ability to have several resources of information. It's intriguing to see your time travel fascination and interest in holograms, Paul. You never fail to surprise me. So it does look like I'm not the only nerd on this team, after all. Oh, come on now, you guys. You know, I, I just might have to unplug you both. Actually, I'm, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I know that's not very funny. But uh, back to the matter at hand, I would like to sincerely thank David Laoth for joining us this morning. And as always, I encourage each of our listeners to take a look at the program notes for this episode at blog.bevirtual.com. One thing that will stand out there is a very complicated looking diagram of the interconnected world of digital media. Now, don't be frightened. Just remember David's wise words in this short chat. It's not essentially all about technology, not about multiplying your message on as many channels as you can possibly find. It is about relevance and, more and more, context, being a useful and personal part of your customers' lives. And if you enjoyed this interview, please remember to check out our other flash briefings in the Alexa section of our blog. Many of the episodes include very interesting chats with European innovators and entrepreneurs. Till then... Goodbye from Spain. And just a quick note for our listeners, we'll be back again very soon with more innovation in European marketing on our Alexa Flash Briefing. Uh, I also hope that you'll uh, be sure to join us uh, at the blog at blog.bevirtual.com. Look for the Alexa section, and uh, that's where you'll find many of the resources, not only for this particular episode, but for all of the previous episodes. So goodbye and talk again soon. This flash briefing is brought to you several times a month by Barcelona Virtual, a European internet pioneer. To visit us, type the letter B together with virtual.com. That's bvirtual.com.